You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.04am and we are so happy that all of our sites are working today. Of course, we apologise for anyone that may have just joined on later today that didn't actually manage to keep listening yesterday because our stations went down partway through. We're trying to work on that, but we we weren't able to get that fixed Um uh, outside of, yeah, the studio here. And so, yeah, just listen back on the podcast if you want to have a listen to parts of yesterday's show that you would have missed. But it has come time for our third, it's not the penultimate question. Mm. <laughs> you always use that word. But, it is and, the penultimate question. We've oh, sorry, it is. Three. It is. We've we done have three. done We're three. Up, mate, we are up to the penultimate question. Danuta, you, 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 I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're attempting to do there, but it's fine because you have... Just see if you're on board. You, you brought us into this. So we know that... So John the Baptist, you had a dad. We asked for his name in the last question. Finally here. Well, not finally, penultimately. Our next question. What was his job? So mm. John the Baptist dad, who a bunch of you guys wrote the name in for, what was his job? What was his occupation? What did he do? If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669. If you answer that correctly, you will go into the draw to win one of two amazing prizes, which we are giving away today. It's actually two two puzzles, which is awesome. And we will give you those puzzles absolutely for free. You don't need to spend any money to enter our draw or anything. All you need to do is answer questions correctly. The more questions that you answer correctly, the more chances you have to win. But hey, maybe you're sitting there this morning you're like, oh, I've just been lazy or I haven't listened to the show this week and I haven't put any answers in. We have had a few times people win the prize off of one single Entry. It also helps to, you know, play the quiz and, and be in it. But we have had people win the prize off one single entry. So what that means for you is that it is in your best interest just to send it in. Just mm-hmm. just say, hey, you know, what occupation was the dad of John the Baptist? If you know the answer, send the answer in and you very much have a chance to be able to win a prize this morning, especially because there's two prizes for uh, two different people. Absolutely, which we always love to give away more than one prize. Hey, Greg writes in, get better, Shell. Thanks, mm. Greg. We'll pass it on to Shell as well. If anyone else wants to send good wishes to Shell, given this this week, she hasn't been able to be in at all, hasn't been well, has been getting better, just started getting better yesterday, mm. um, but still not well enough to be in here. If anyone wants to send good wishes to Shell, just text us in and we will pass that on. And just, yeah, how good was the interview with Destiny, with Paul from Destiny Rescue? I Dude. mean, gut-wrenching, but fantastic, um, of course, interview there looking at Destiny Rescue, who actually help with um, rescuing children, particularly with sexual, from exploitation and sexual trafficking. Mm. Um, my heart went out to the fact, too, that he said there's 50 children that they know they've got to rescue in Africa, and at the moment they don't have the funds to do that. Mm. Um, and so you can be part of that by actually going to their website destinyrescue.org.au and you'll notice that there is awaken hope. I love the term that he said mm. that because he actually said too, he says um, we all have the opportunity to awaken hope. 
within their mm-hmm. cho- the lives of these children. Um, hope keeps people alive um, and, hope, of course, hope, you know, for eternity and hope for a better future. Um, and so by actually doing that, we can actually be partnering with mm. them to actually help these children to actually be rescued. What an incredible Christmas gift that would be for these children um, yeah. to be able to be taken out of these situations that are really so dismal. And like you said, some are even like as young as five years old that are already needing to be rescued. Just a horrible situation. Yeah. And I think when they when they say things like this, like, guys, like we've got them on the waiting list. We're there. Like you just know with something like this – I, I am so impressed by the fact that they aren't sponsored by or affiliated with any government, yet they do a work that is so vital and so important. Like, this is coming from the passion of their hearts. They are pressed, they are spread, and they are doing a work that is changing lives. And so you have the opportunity to be a part of that. We, again, wholeheartedly support and endorse these guys um, here at Faith FM. And we want to, yeah, give you fully uh, the, the, the advice and the agency to to support these guys in the work that they're doing because it, it is so, so, so important. And it's awesome to see as well, like, just hearing the stories, like, like this guy is living a movie, but not in the sense of, like, glitz and glamour, but just real, like, again, these situations that you and I will very rarely come into contact with. Like, they are living it. They are mm-hmm. about it. They're getting it done. And, again, it really speaks to this practical work that God has for us to do to be there for the needy. And that does, we've been talking more in a local church ministry context throughout this week, but they are again going to the vulnerable of the vulnerable and literally saving their lives. Oh, literally. And I love the fact that he said too that, you know, they, I mean, through the dark stuff that they're seeing or reading that, you know, they focus also on the positive things. That's the way that that can only keep going through as well. And the faith keeps them. But there's also, uh, um, Paul said, there's a sense of celebration when they actually catch a trafficker. Mm. Because of course, then suddenly not only is that child saved, but there's, there's hundreds and thousands of children then that are actually yeah. being saved just by that. This, this is, this in itself straight away is a preventative thing from the fur, yeah. further children actually being, um, uh, having those situations yeah. happen to them. So, um, of course you would celebrate that. And, and the, I do want to encourage people to listen to, to see the movie Sound of Freedom. It really mm. brings that whole thing to life. It's a really well done movie as well. Yeah. And, I think, again, the, the kind of final aspect that I want to draw out of that is, of course, Jesus is on their side because he, he, Jesus clearly says, you know, if we want to talk about at the same time, you know, Jesus being loving and caring and kind and compassionate and forgiving at the same time, Jesus being clear and just. And he says, Hey, it is, for, for people to harm these children, it is better for them to have a millstone tied mm-hmm. around their neck and have, and be thrown into the sea. That's right. Jesus is not adverse to justice. Mm. The God of the new, you know, people make this uh, comparison between God of the Old Testament, God of the New Testament, all these kinds of, no, 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 no. It's the same God all the way through. It is a God who is kind, compassionate and just. And we know, we can sense as people, it's, it is not unfair or it, it's not too much to say these children need justice and the perpetrators need to receive some type of punishment mm. for what they've done. God, God wholeheartedly agrees. Now, at the same time, we also 
you know, proliferate the idea we are pro-repentance, we are pro-change, but we also pro-consequences here at Faith FM. And for what these people have done, they need to go to jail. Like, you know, throw, throw them under the jail. Like, throw away the key. Like, it's, it's awful. It's disgusting. It's terrible. Um, but it's amazing to see that rehabilitation can come from this for both, you know, the, the, the care for those who are being, um, you know, perpetrated on but also towards the perpetrators as well. Oh, man, there's so much we could talk about this, but it would be fantastic to, to actually look at the Bible and reflect on some, you know, our passage passages and the topic for this week, which is ministering and, and mission to the needy. It is, absolutely. And yesterday we were actually talking about um, helping the hurting. Mm. Um, I love the verse in Luke four eighteen that says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus' words. Mm. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has mm. sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Mm. And I, I just think even just with, you know, linking it with what we've just been talking about with Destiny Rescue, that's exactly what they're doing you know giving that freedom that sense of freedom the word liberty here you know in in this version the new king james version is used to set liberty to those who are oppressed and and the fact that jesus came to do that and he lived it and he gave us the best example Mm. of doing that you know we are then to follow his ways you know when we are transformed we naturally follow into his ways but Let's go to a verse in John fifteen thirteen that really pulls this beautifully together. So we're going into John 15 and verse 13. Yeah, um, and again, this is Jesus' words. He, Jesus himself, he says, No greater, well, sorry, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Oh, powerful, isn't mm. it? Right there, no greater love than to lay down your life for something. Of course, you know, here in the context, what we're seeing is Jesus laid laid down his life. This is before his crucifixion. Mm. But he, of course, came to this earth. And John 1, 1 says, the word became flesh. The creator God became flesh, okay, yeah. in humanity and gave his life. And so here what we find is that Jesus laid down his life for every single person. He, mm. he laid down his life, even if there was one on this earth, he would have laid down his life for, for you and for me. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 064 669. And so we, what we're finding here is that Jesus takes the initiative, you know, to come to this earth, as in the Father sends his only Son, you know, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that whoever gave his Son, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, you know, the thing is here that the Father sent the Son and the Son, you know, Jesus himself had that love for people. That's why he came to this earth Mm. and died on the cross so that we might Mm. all have life. And then through that, so Jesus took the initiative, but also when he was on this earth, he took the initiative to heal other people, to to go to the oppressed, to go to the poor. But then also we've seen this week that there are stories also of friends who have taken the initiative. That's Mm. where, you know, when we have that heart for other people, we are to take that initiative as well. But there's a chain, there's a chain that I want us to look at because there's this important chain that the Bible tells us a little bit about. It's not called a chain, but let's have a look at it. Let's have a look at three verses that pull out this the start of the chain. Let's go to 
John 15 and verse 9. So the Bible says in verse 9 here, it says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Yeah, and then a verse in John 3 verse 35, and this one says, The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. So much the same thing there as well. Mm -hmm. And then John 10. Can you give us John 10, verse 17 as well, please? Yeah, 10, 17. It says, Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. So here what we see is this chain at the top. You know, the start of the chain is the Father loving his Son. Yes, Right? That's a real key here yes. that we see here through these particular verses. As we always say, don't take our word for it. It's if we say here, take what the Bible says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so right here, these verses really clearly say to us about the Father loved me, as in Jesus, I also have loved you and therefore abide in my love. What do you mm. think of these verses? Oh, it's it's powerful. Well, it shows a clear progression. Like for Jesus, as the incarnate Son of God, as God walking in flesh, and he is trying to communicate to the people, like, the reason for his actions, you know, the, the reason he's here. It's like, why, why am I here, you know, to die? For, is, is it to make some kind of personal gain? Will I make some profit? Is it to set up a nation on earth of which I am the king of, which we would disagree and Jesus himself would disagree. And again, it's over those questions that people are still you know, fighting today, what we're seeing in Israel and Palestine and the war over there. No, he makes it very clear. It's like, I am here purely and simply because of my love and my affection mm. for the human race. Mm. And I, 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 can I extend the chain? Can I add another link yeah, right yeah. here? Yeah, well, you're probably jumping. Yeah, uh, go for uh, it because uh, I've got two more in the chain. Okay, uh, were you going to do Romans chapter 5? Yes. Really? Verse, yeah, yeah. verse 6 and 7? Absolutely. But I was going to do that kind of once we've gotten through the other two parts oh, of the okay. chain. Okay. If you've got, because uh, I, I just, I, I think this idea of basically Jesus dying, his love for us, and again, his love for us, and we'll get there, but I guess my, my little spoiler for that, his love for us in spite of our frailty, in spite oh, of our yes. weakness, in spite of of our failure yes. and our self-inflicted yes. uh, separation from yes. him. Like, again, we are victims of sin, and we've talked about victims this morning. We've talked about this child trafficking. We've talked about, like, no child deserves to go through that. No child chose to go through that. And our hearts go out to these children all over the world who have, who are, like, so hurt, man. It, it brings me to tears thinking about like the, the pain that they must go through. But as much as as much as we're victims, we know that we have fallen short of the glory of God. It's like yes, we have been born in a situation. It's it's a, you could say in a sense it's different to Adam and Eve. They were born with an a, an untainted will, an untainted will that was not bent towards sin. We're be- born in a context of sin with a body that is acclimatized to sin, and so we're we are. It is inevitable that we will sin mm. simultaneously. What makes us liable for that? And this is this is the beauty of the message. And we talked about this earlier this week. What makes us liable for our sin is the fact that Jesus has done everything and opened every door and given us every opportunity to choose him mm. and to receive repentance. God knows we'll sin. God knows we'll fall short. But he is offering every single thing to escape. Again, not on our work, not on our merit, but because he loves us and because he offers grace to us, he gives us everything that we could possibly want to escape. And so, therefore, like in a sense, we are 
we are it is determined we will sin and that is that not determined because god chose it but as a natural outcome of what previous decisions have been made by adam and eve and the human race and the conditions that we live in and whatnot but the fantastic news is despite that determination if we can say that anything is predetermined anything is predestined is that your future is death that that is that is the reality your your future is death but god's love just shines in the fact that he's going to die for us. And we can, let's get into more of these verses. I'm keen. I'm, absolutely. I'm absolutely. Love what you're unpacking there. So, yeah, the first part of the chain is the father loving the son. Next mm. part of the chain is the son loving the disciples. Okay. Mm. So let's go there again. You know, verse 9 that we just read from 15 applies to that. Let's go to um, John 13 verse 1 as well. Mm-hmm. John 13 and verse 1 where the Bible says, now, before the Feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So there, right there we see the fact that he loved them as his own and he also loved them to the very end. So he's mm. speaking here of the, you know, the, the, the disciples. That's what John's talking about here, about Jesus' love for his disciples and all those that he's come, you know, for humanity basically here yeah. in every way. And in this situation, this verse basically comes at the very start of when Jesus, was wa- Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Mm. So when you actually look from, in chapter 13 from one, verse 1 to 17, Right here, this is the scene in the upper room mm. where you know it's the, Jesus washes the disciples' feet, and they had the last supper together. Mm. You know, looking also at John chapter. 14 verse 21 he says and these are Jesus' words he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest him in myself so right then again we see the second part of the chain is the fact that you know Jesus loves the disciples yeah he he loves each one of us you know that 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 follow him he and he says here um, and he who loves me will be loved by my father. Mm. You know, and I will love him and manifest myself in him. I love the word manifest. Yeah. Um, you know, that he manifests himself in him um, in, in every way as well. And so, you know, when, when we love him, he manifests himself in us. And, and so when he manifests himself in us, we show that love to other people then, don't mm. we? That, that's what we're talking about here as part of that chain because mm. Jesus loves the disciples. One other verse too is John 15 and then verse 13. Yeah, John. Which is the one we started off with. That's right, John 15 and verse 13. I'm just pulling it up now. But I love this idea of Jesus loving the disciples. I see Jesus as like this kind of surrogate adoptive father to I the disciples. I love yeah, yeah. Because often the disciples are picked a bit as a, it's kind of old. I even think in the chosen, they're too old mm-hmm. because really, like, like John, oh, yeah. Yeah, John yeah. lived till like ninety yeah, AD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, he must have been like in his teenage mm. years. Like these guys were young as, and they were flawed, and they failed, and all these things. And Jesus is just like unconditionally loving to them, and they're kind of like his these people who they're teaching, but he's also kind of like their surrogate father mm. and but then also work partners and whatnot. But he's just, he's just there for these mm. young guys. Mm. So we're in John chapter 15. Which verse are we reading? Verse 13. Verse 13. Which is wh- the one we started off where with. The Bible, oh, yeah, of course. Greater love has none than this, that 
than to lay down one's life for his friends. And so here we see right here in this verse, so in the first part of the chain, we see the father loving the son and, mm. of course, the son laying down his life mm. for humanity. But then here it actually also says, no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. In other words, yeah, then it's man. bringing, you know, when Jesus manifests himself in us, with that selfishness goes, selflessness comes in and... Yeah, I don't know about you, but certainly I've had times of going like, I, I would jump in and I would die for this person. Yeah. If it meant them dying or me dying, I'd, I would take their place. And that's what that laying down one's life for your friends comes in when Jesus manifests himself in us. Yeah, of course. It, it's interesting. You see like videos with Navy SEALs and stuff, interviews where they talk about like, yeah, I was in, I was for four months in Kuwait with a bunch of guys that I'd never met before. And I know them better than anyone I've ever right. met in my life because yeah. we were prepared to die for each other. Mm-hmm. Like I've never experienced brotherhood and love like that. Like it's really, again, at the expense of our lives to give ourselves for people, it is far above you know any type of love that can be displayed. And the initiator of that, the origin of that is God himself mm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It has come time for our very last quiz question for today. Take it away, please, Lawson. Hey, we have our final quiz question. Here it is. Okay, here we go. So, John the Baptist. What was his dad's name? That was the first question. Next question was, what was his job? And our next question here, what was his wife's name? So what was John the Baptist's mother's name? If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491 John the Baptist, he had a dad and he had a mum. What's the mum's name? That's right. If you know the answer, again, 0491 This isn't your penultimate. This is your ultimate, your final opportunity to get in for the quiz this morning. And if you sent us the correct answer, bro, like this might be your last opportunity. Maybe you haven't sent in an answer all week. You send us an answer, we'll put you in the drawer and just at 8.45 in around 15 minutes, we'll be spinning that wheel and you could be a winner. But again, that question was, what's John the Baptist's mum's name? And that number is 0491 Send us a text before we draw. Absolutely. And we've had many that have actually entered for the very last question in the week and have actually won the draw. So take it away. Keep it going through. Already got lots coming through already jumping in and, um, yeah, giving us the answers. We've had loads coming through today. So there's going to be some competition today. I think when we spin the wheel. Okay. We're coming back to our Bible study time. Of course, we're looking at greater love. Um, the whole theme this week is mission to the needy and we've been looking at John chapter 15 and a few other verses and we're looking at the chain we've our main verse today that we've actually is our that we're hinging on is greater love has mm. no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends from John 15:13 and of course Jesus laid down mm. his life for each one of us and also you know he calls us to you know how much do you love mm. how much do you love someone else how much how much do you love a stranger mm. You know, would you lay down your life for them? Like, um, yeah, just yeah, incredible stuff right here. And so we're looking at the chain. We've got the father loving the son, then the son loving the disciples. And we're looking at the very last chain. They're just going to pull that all together oh. with the book of Romans, um, from, from Romans chapter five as well. Yes. So the last part of this chain is the disciples loving each 
other. Okay, mm. so we had the son loving the disciples. So let's look at the disciples loving each other. Of course, let's go back to John and this time uh, chapter 13. It's chapter 13 and verse 34 and 35. If you have that, please, Lawson. Yeah, John 13, 34 and 35, where the Bible says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. Okay, that word love, 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 love keeps coming through, Mm. right, through those two verses in a big way, doesn't it? And he says here that you love one another as I have loved you. In other words, because Jesus is our greatest example and it was such a natural outpouring from him as the one that Mm. was divine, became human in flesh as well, um, and displays the love of the, displayed and continues to display Display to us the love of the Father, of course. He says, love one another, which is so important, isn't that? Because, you know, if we love one another, that in itself shows that we have Jesus in our lives to other people, doesn't it? Mm, absolutely. You know, and so it's that whole thing coming back to our vertical relationship. So our relationship with Jesus and with God, you know, God the Father and the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to work on our hearts gives us that right relationship, um, horizontally yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to comment on that. And again, it uses the word like love and love and love over and over again. And of course, it's not talking about like a, like a lovey dovey, you know, this rom- is a love thing. Here. It's not talking about, you know, hippie, like, peace and love and stuff. No, this is talking about the principle of being self-sacrificial and putting one's once, you know, needs, I think, best interests above yourself. And not in the sense of like, oh, you know, just being a pushover and doing everyone, something mm. that everyone says, but no, true love where it's like, because I think a parent is loving, loving when they raise and discipline their kids, but it, because it's for their benefit. And again, it's for the benefit of people to, again, you know, to, to, to lay down your life, as it were, to say, hey, you know, I, Instead of selfishness, I'm going to live a life of selflessness. And this is what Jesus is expecting from the disciples because that is what is modeled to them is that I'm expecting that you are selfless to one another, mm. that you are, you know, raising up one another. And, and this is the thing I think often we, we do talk about self care as well. And I think it's super important to make sure that we're healthy and we're happy mm. because we have the best potential to love each other when we are in good health and, and we're, we're looked after. But at the same time, I think of it in another sense too. If everyone lives self-sacrificially, then your needs would be met mm. in some sense, right? Like by, and, and again, it's not that we should necessarily just completely rely on people to ha- to, to meet our needs. But, you know, I, I just think of circumstances and situations where it's like, if I'm going out of my way to, you know, to help people and then people are going out of their way to help me, that we're living in this like perfect chain mm, of community and self-sacrifice. Hey. It's like that, that is the goal right there. You know, we could all be individualistic. We could all live in, and especially the West is, is, is really the, the forefront of modern individualism. But man, imagine if rather than living mm. in individualism, we could, we could still experience our needs, needs being met, but in loving community. Absolutely. So Ab- awesome. Absolutely. would Yeah, just incredible. Hey, mm. and that's why when we look at this chain too, Jesus's love determines, you know, mm. the love of the disciples towards one another and for us mm-hmm. towards one another. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the key thing love here. That. Okay, last verse with this one, and then we're going to go to Romans as well. So um, John chapter 15 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And verse 17. So again, it's talking about loving each other here. 15 verse 17. John chapter 15, 
and verse 17, where the Bible simply says this in verse 17, these things I command you that you love one another. Yeah. So right there again, um, it's encompassing that whole thing that we've been talking about, loving one another. Love back to the things that Jesus tells you to do should enable you to love people. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very simple equation. He's like, yeah, I'm telling you to do it so you can love one another. Absolutely beautiful. Hey, let's go to the one that you were busting to do earlier. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. Because we just got Ooh. like less than two minutes left. So let's go to Romans 5. Um, yeah, I'm and- in Romans 5. I'm in verse 6 where the Bible says, um, for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly for scarcely, scarcely for a righteous man. Will one die? Yet, perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. Mm. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died, died for, for us. us. Isn't Oof. that powerful? Like, I love that one. God demonstrates his love towards us while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. He didn't say, come out. Out of your stuff, you know, then I'll die for yeah. you. Fix yourself up, then come to me. Mm. He always says, come to me as you are. That's right. And it's more than just a cool gesture. There are some yeah. Christians and, and theologians and pastors who suggest that Christ's death is some kind of grand just grand gesture of love where it's like, oh, yeah, he showed us he's really loving and that he accepts us. It's like, no, 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 no. There is a real kind of transaction that's taking place. We are dead in trespasses and sins. And this is what it goes on to say in verse 9. It says, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Mm. There's, we have broken the law of God. We've fallen short. We are deserving of death in a just and fair system of penalization, yet in a very real and, and you could say transactional sense of Jesus says, okay, you have to pay for sin, but you won't. Mm. I'll pay for sin. I will pay for sin for you through my very real death. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And that's why, as always, we want to encourage you to give your heart to Jesus. Mm. He has paid the price. He has paid the penalty for you and for me in every way. So come to Jesus. He loves you deeply. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. And, of course, we have Shanna here helping us out today. And it has come time for us to give our answers to our quiz questions. But before we do that, we are going to spin the wheel to find out who our two winners yeah, are guys. for the two puzzles I mean, that we're giving away. You guys have been faithfully playing in the quiz, especially today, last couple of days. You guys have been just really in there. And so we're super stoked that you're playing and doing a fantastic job as well. We've got heaps of names. So what we have to do now is basically nothing else but to just spin that wheel. So if you can hit that one for us. Right, the wheel is spinning. Oh, we don't have the audio coming through, but that's okay. It's slowing down. It's slowing down. It's... Oh, and, and it stopped we on. have a winner. Congratulations, Priscilla, for winning the first of our amazing... We'll get into contact with you. We can, you know, see which of the specific puzzles you want. But for winning the first of our puzzles. And right now, we'll spin that wheel one more time to see who our second winner is. So we're spinning the wheel. It's spinning and slowing down. Oh, it's... 
coming to a stop. And our next winner is congratulations to Greg Yay! for winning our other we'll amazing give a clap here puzzles. There's, Woo! No... there's no audio. <laughs> there's yeah. No... <laughs> Usually we have like fake claps and cheers, but that's all right. Hey, congratulations, guys. Thank you for faithfully playing the quiz and getting these amazing prizes, Priscilla and Greg. Hey, let's work through some answers here. So, firstly, how did Luke describe the information gathering to write the gospel? He described it as careful investigation. Mm, he absolutely. writes this in the At beginning. the very start of Luke chapter yeah. one. Because Luke is like a historian. Mm. He is going through, he's, I, I believe wholeheartedly that Luke is a prophet, but simultaneously in, in the sense that he was writing and, you know, he was communicated to by God to write this information down. But he it, was a doctor. He was a physician. He was a physician as well. Like, and some believe also that he may have been a, a, a um, Gentile as well. Yeah. Uh, so fantastic. So, well, Luke, the, the name Luke is not, uh, not a, a Jewish name. It's just, it's mm. not a, it's not a, it's not a Hebrew word. So, okay. Next one here. Who did Luke write his gospel to? None other than Theophilus or the friend of God. And now there's some speculation. It's like, is Theophilus a particular person? Is Theophilus just addressing the entire Christian community? Like everyone who's friends of God. Or a Roman official. Or a Roman official. That's right. Mm-hmm. Was the gospel and the book of Acts, the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts written to actually save Paul in his time of persecution? Uh, when he was being held in Rome, you know, there's mm. all, and that's why, like, you know, we see that the book of Acts really focuses in on Paul as one of the greatest mm, missionaries. Much, but it? that being said, you know, there's some answers that we don't necessarily know, but what we do know is that it was written to be consumed and to be understood and to give us a better and more amazing knowledge of Jesus. And I love the answer that some, several people actually wrote that he actually wrote the gospel to everyone. Mm. And I would agree with that too. But specifically yeah. with what we were looking for is what does Luke record that yeah. he was right, who he was writing to at the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's in the passage there. He actually says most excellent Theophilus. That's, That's how he right. calls him. Oh, it's awesome. Hey, next one here. Who was John the Baptist's father? That was Zechariah. Um, now Zechariah, he was a priest and it's a funny story. He's like, we're going to have children. Nah. And then. He can't speak for a long time. Uh, then what was his job? He was a priest, as we said. And then finally here, who was Zechariah's wife? This is actually very, very nativity. Very, very nativity. Very advent, especially as we're approaching Christmas. Well, because Elizabeth was, sorry, Elizabeth was, of course, Mary's cousin. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, so John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin. That's right. She she gets pregnant at an older age. Mary gets pregnant as a younger age. at a younger age. They meet up and they're talking about their pregnancies and their babies in their wombs, like jump, you know, mm. for, and particularly John the, John the Baptist, you know, he, well, Jesus is in, you know, Mary's, you know, you know, Tom, are you ready to eventually come out? Um, and John the Baptist is in, uh, who we assume is, you know, just a little bit older than Jesus, you know, maybe by about some, six months or six, so. They six say. months or so. And, but he senses the presence of the Holy Spirit. He was mm. also a baby. He was very uniquely aware and keen of, of, of Jesus's presence. And he jumps in the womb as well. And of course, John the Baptist, the resulting, you know, 
person who was born it was described as Jesus as a man that no man was greater of, like just an amazing character, an amazing figure who proclaimed the righteousness of God and the coming of Christ. Absolutely. So once again, congratulations to Priscilla and Greg. We will get those prizes out to you. Christopher writes here too, all the best to Shell and God bless you all. Thanks, Christopher. We'll actually pass on your best wishes to Shell as well. And like we're saying, we're hoping all going well. The plans are that Shell will be back with us on Monday. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.